This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rex. And I'm Link. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we are helping you guys out in the business sector. Oh, well, that's such an overpromise. <laughs> we should have talked about how we were going to platform this. Can I, I mean, I think the honest answer is we asked you to ask us questions about work. In the work workplace situations that we can help breathe our perspective where otherwise it may not need to be wedged. And we shouldn't promise that we're going to help because I kind of feel Because like then when we do help, we'll seem awesome. I no, well, yeah, <laughs> under promise and over deliver, but that's not even what I mean. What I'm saying is that's that- That's marriage, not work. It's like a doctor giving, it's like a non-doctor giving medical advice. I think that we should always Disclaimer. premise every single uh, question and answer episode with, we are not experts. Uh, do not uh, take any of our advice. What is it? How do you say this? What is like the correct, like legal way to say this? No horses were harmed in the making of this ear biscuit. That's definitely true. No animals. Period. I don't think. Well, there might be an insect under my foot right now. Oh gosh! Why'd you have to make me think about that? Who knows? Uh, I'm, you're, you're not really the type to to to, he, to, to hedge. hedge. No, no. I, I, no. I feel like we, I, we. We've you, been hedging. Do you know that My we're- My voice is also getting raspy. Are we gonna go somewhere <laughs> with these workplace situations and and you're hedging because we're gonna be wedging ourselves in and I'm just saying that it when may you, not turn out well if people follow our advice? I'm just saying that- if, I don't know what advice I'm giving, by the way. If we try to platform ourselves as a bastion as of advice, then people may be disappointed because we're not, you remember Dr. Ruth? You don't have to convince me. No, well, I, I'm a, I'm generally aware, but I don't know what happened to her. Uh, nothing happened to her. I'm just saying we're not her. Oh, <laughs> remember, let let us forget the, lest we forget the lessons of Doctor Ruth. The, you know she, what she happened? She was to her. also giving sex advice, which we haven't done yet. I'm not saying we're not going to at some oh, point, but that's, that's a category. That's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe 2027. Okay, okay? but the, 2027. So the category was just workplace. Situations. Um, we got some really good questions. Let me tell you right now, you guys, uh, we didn't even give you that much time to respond to this question. And if you want, I mean, there's so again, many good questions. But if you're not following us on on Twitter and Facebook, that that's where we're putting this stuff out. So if you want to be part of the um, responding to prompts, then keep an eye out over there. Uh, yeah. Rhett and Link on Facebook and on Twitter. That's where we're doing it, right? We're Rhett and Link everywhere nowadays. We're also mythical in places for different types of stuff. So but that's that. different. That's the that's about the mythical vibe, right? Um, let's let's go with this one from Kyle first off, um, just because it's on the first page. I have a coworker who sits next to me and sings to himself at a moderate volume nearly all day. Uh oh. He only sings the catchiest things that get stuck into your head. And it drives me mad. Stuck in your head is what I don't want to make Kyle sound like a moron. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I put a two in there. Example: Everything is awesome. So Kyle's over there working, and then he's got a he's got a coworker sitting next to him. He's like, "Everything is awesome." <laughs> this is maddening. Everything is oh gosh! So th this awesome. person sits next to you, Kyle. And uh, man, this is uh, this is almost unbelievable that this is happening and you say it's moderate, a moderate volume, is it, a few it's like key that. details. That's what, is it, is it, everything is awesome when you're living in your jeans? I can't remember. Yep, I when think you, actually something about dreams. You fly fishing streams? Moderate volume, nearly all day. Now first of all, this, this seems kinda crazy, but it's totally believable because when, when you, if you're really susceptible to earworms, everybody's susceptible, but if you're really susceptible, and even people who aren't like particularly weak for them, when it, sometimes you just find yourself singing it. Like last night at the dinner table with my family, right before dinner, Lincoln had his laptop up and for some reason, he pulled up. Hold on, most your kids have the laptop at the dinner table? No, before we go to the table, okay. we're like the kitchen counter and he pulls up 
he thought it'd be funny. He pulls out the most annoying YouTube videos and starts playing them like the apple pen, pineapple oh, pen. He's still that, on that. He he went, went he like pulled that back out of the vault. And then there's this other song that they are obsessed with, and it's Hey, you got any grapes? Da 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 da. Uh, he goes up to a, a lemonade stand and keeps. It's a duck that keeps waddling up to a lemonade stand and ordering grapes. And it goes on for way too long. It's Do an animated. Ducks like grapes? Because grapes will kill a dog. I'm so dad right now. I don't understand, and I'm so annoyed by it. But then we get to the dinner table, and we're having a a, a legitimate conversation as a family. And then every few minutes. One of the kids starts singing it. You got any grapes? And they doesn't even sound like a song to me. I could look at their face and tell that they didn't even. <laughs> oh crap! Oh. <laughs> okay. Are we burning? We got water. Get the water up. What? The water? It landed. We're gonna catch fire in here. But don't don't block the oh don't block the shots, guys. This is the best thing that's ever happened to Ear Biscuits. For those of you who are just listening and not watching, are we still rolling, Kiko? That's the most important thing. So, so the the main thing that you need to know if you're only listening to this is this: the sun fell from the sky. The dim lighting has become really bright because the. <laughs> The the lighting fell right in the middle of the table, knocked over Rhett's ear biscuit jar onto his phone, which is kind of wet, but it's okay. My my water's fine. Um, this is Kiko. That was Jacob. They're trying to clean up and make sure that like this place doesn't short out and just burn down. But somebody's got to man the helm. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. You're living in your jeans. Oh, God. So, Speaking of jeans, my freaking jeans are wet. You're, <laughs> it, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it back. Like, I don't know if the shock on our faces was covered by the, by the fact that that yeah, big, the big ball um, came down right in front of us. It could have been the end, guys. I mean, what you're don't listen. The worst is over, guys. Don't panic. It's cool. I Everything I was is awesome. Die. Okay, we're back. We we got the light back up, so we're getting back in here. I'm still wet. Um, and you know what? I have a little more information now. Oh, I've heard this. Uh, well. I'm su I'm such an ignorant entertainer, and you guys are probably screaming this if you know it. It's the duck song from it it's from old March twenty third two thousand nine. You yeah. know how many views this thing has? Let me guess. Uh, the duck song two thousand nine, two hundred and seventy four million views. That's a crazy guess, and you're still low. Three hundred and eighteen thousand, hey, eighteen million views. Three hundred and eighteen thousand. <laughs> hey, for a I blind even, guess, that's not bad. I can't even see that as three hundred eighteen million. It's so crazy. I got a million thumbs up. Three hundred and eighteen million views. There's a sequel too. Well, let's uh, yeah yeah. For, for let's another move time. on. So, but my kids. To just to finish that little anecdote that <laughs> left us. Yeah, that's you should way on the sure fault. It's my fault. As we were, I was talking to Christy and the kids, if it wasn't one, it was another one who was singing the song and I would look at them and I could tell by the look on their face. They didn't know they were singing the duck song. Dun, 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 it was just dun, an dun, earworm. Dun. So it, your brain just starts playing it in your I, I, head. I can totally relate. I mean. But it, what do you do about well, it? Because even today. We, Kyle. We, we, we had a song, you'll find out on GMM later, but we had a song that was in our, our heads all day that we were randomly singing. I, I, I think I, I have a solution to this. Uh, it, now you could do the direct approach, but the direct honest approach to say, hey man, uh, you're annoying me with your music, don't do that, that's no fun. I don't think it will work, by the way. Well, I, here's, what, here's what I would do. Okay. You be the guy that's singing the song to himself, okay? Go through the chorus a couple, a couple of times and I'll tell you what I would do. Running the stand, hey, boom, 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 
got any grapes? No, 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 no. Sing everything is awesome. Why? Sing a song def- I know because what difference does it, make? It, it, it makes you'll find out in a second. Oh, you have to sing the chorus of everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're with me. Everything is awesome when you're living in my jeans. Everything, everything is awesome. awesome. Everything, everything is good when you're not on a team. Everything is awesome. And then I'm looking at you like, what happened to you, brother? Every time the guy starts singing, sing louder than him in a slightly different key. And it, he will stop. That's tough. He will stop, I guarantee you. You will embarrass yourself. You will lose friends. But you will gain your sanity back. Try it. Well, you don't want him to be your friend. You're saying you'll lose him as a friend, or you'll lose other friends. You may lose other friends because they'll be like, "Why is this doofus singing? Everything is awesome, so loud, off key right now." It doesn't matter. It's worth it. You will get your sanity back and lock eyes with the guy when you're doing it. Yeah, if it's a cubicle situation, you 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 peek over the top. Everything is awesome. (laughs) Slur your words a little bit. Everything is good when you're part of a team. (laughs) He will stop. He will never do it again. That's the solution to that, Kyle. Try it and then report back. The most surprising part about that um, was how easily you sang off key. It that's not an easy thing to do on yeah, purpose. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm like a wolf that howls. Uh, before you ask another question, yeah, let's take a short break. What? Well, uh, yeah, we not, need one. Not not to. <laughs> we just took a long break trying to fix this light. Well, not. I mean, it's not really a break. It's a break to let you know about something that you can add to your life. Ear Biscuits is supported by Mattress Firm. Now, today we're talking all about work, trying to give you some advice about that, but you know what? If you wanna go to work and you wanna do a good job at work, you wanna be spry. You wanna work it? You got to get a good night's sleep. You you gotta take advantage of this time that you've got in your bed, in your bed, on your what, on your what, on your what? On your mattress and everything else around it. Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store, lets your budget stretch further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. Now they're more than just mattress experts, they have the whole package to help you transform your mattress into a bed from adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor, they've got you covered. Um, So we are saying go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast, that's where you can find out what deals they've got happening right now mattressfirm.com slash podcast. They even offer you a 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120 night low price guarantee so you know you paid the perfect price. That is mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved. Ear Biscuits is also supported by HelloFresh. Now I like to consider myself a creative person who likes to spread my wings and try new things but honestly, Cooking has always intimidated me, but you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to it thanks to HelloFresh. They give you all the instructions, all the ingredients to simply make something perfectly and say, you know what, this is it. Family, we're gonna enjoy it. My family, I think, is, is the same way as me. Sometimes, you know, we, we don't like to try new things unless we have a game plan. So HelloFresh is very empowering when it comes to making a meal because the game plan and everything you need to execute it is right there. It is super convenient. You choose your delivery day for when uh, it works best for your schedule. You can pause your account for weeks at a time uh, when you're out of town. It's super simple like Link was saying. You're not gonna spend all night in the kitchen because recipes only take about 30 minutes. Everything is planned out. You just, if you can read, and you can move your hands, you can make an incredible meal with HelloFresh. Yeah, and we wanna encourage you to try it out. So you're gonna get $30 off your first week of HelloFresh. Just go to HelloFresh.com and be sure to enter code EAR30, that's E-A-R-3-0. HelloFresh.com, enter code EAR30 to get $30 off your first week. And now on with the biscuit. Here's another question, Hannah this is a doozy. There are four, you know what? I didn't wanna, I'm not gonna say her last name. We're gonna beep that. Did we say Kyle's last name? No. Because we said we wouldn't say the last yep, name. You did what you give me a hard time about doing all the time, which is. I said don't say their full name. You and then told I said me it. three times. Yeah, then you I should have told myself. Look, well I marked it out. Yeah, I should have done that. Hannah blank. There are four student workers in my office. Hannah, myself, 
Olivia, Katrina, and Melissa. Our boss refers to us as Heather, Hannah, Christina, and Melanie, respectively. We've corrected her many times that she is not calling any of us by the proper names, but she has yet to change to using our real names. How do we get our real names back? Now, asterisks on Hannah, and that is, when she uses Hannah, despite being my name, she is always asking for Olivia. Hannah never actually refers to me. So she's got one name out of four right, but is referring to the wrong person. I so she's got four names wrong. I had to draw a little diagram to understand this. Yes. So uh, her, the boss calls Hannah Heather. The mm -hmm. boss calls Olivia Hannah. Yep. The boss calls Katrina Christina. That's okay, that one's the only one that makes sense so And far. the boss calls Melissa Melanie. Okay. <laughs> and she's been corrected but many times. Many times? Yeah. And she keeps going back. Well, this is just a this is a power bit. I think. Oh, I think it's Hold on, but as someone who gets people's names wrong all the time. Yeah, it's a power play for me. You, you <laughs> <laughs> It's not a power play. You but you don't you think do, I'm stupid. No, no, you don't do this. I'm you, in charge. You, no, no, you don't do that. Well, I will say today <laughs> Have we talked about this? No, we it, no about it just this? happened. What do you mean have no, we talked about no, it? No, 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 the Johnny Jotty thing? That No, no. We haven't talked about it? I no. thought we talked about it in a good mythical more. And we just talked about it with a person an hour ago. Okay, well, so we met somebody the other day and they said they introduced themselves as Johnny and it was, to me, it was relatively clear they said Johnny and Link said back to the guy, Jotty? <laughs> <laughs> you made up a name that doesn't exist. And then and I then thought he said Johnny. And it was really funny to me. And then an hour ago, yeah. well, two hours ago, we met a guy named Chris. He introduced himself as Chris. And Link said, Cruz? <laughs> <laughs> so he automatically assumes these names that are like very unique. <laughs> like it, but the two most common names on earth, Johnny and Chris, you <laughs> you assume were Jotty and Cruz, which is similar but different. But as soon as you were corrected, you stopped. You didn't keep yeah, doing I'm not it. Yeah, I'm not a jerk. So this has been pointed out. I don't think. To this person. This is. It's weird. I mean, hmm. it, it is a working it theory. It could be a power that, play. That the boss could be, could be throwing the power around here. It's like, I don't have to, I know that's your name, but it's like, to me it's akin to the power play when you call some, you give somebody a nickname. Like, Unless you're like a recreation grade school soccer coach, you just can't go around giving people nicknames. It's, you know, I would have thought you would be a nicknamer. And I think I've been very tempted by it. And I searched my own heart, and I realized that it's 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 like looking down my nose at somebody. Like, who am I? I don't have the right to to change somebody's name or to or to decide how it's pronounced or anything like that. You know, I, I do agree that, that that in those instances, like when you give somebody like a pet name that, or a nickname, that's, that's a power play. It's a power thing. A so I don't know if that's happening but this here. Is, th th these are, these are more alter egos. This is, this is not, this isn't, this is getting somebody's name wrong. I, and to me, if you've tried to correct her multiple times, if this we, is, if this we point, believe, you're saying if we believe the best about the boss. If we believe the best about the boss, which we will choose to do, we'll choose to be mythical and do that. Nice. Uh, I think that this is an opportunity for alter egos. You guys, you may be Hannah, Olivia, Katrina, and Melissa at home, but at work, you're Heather, Hannah, Christina, and Melanie. You're <laughs> and super. It's like you're super it's workers. Super alter egos. You guys can dress. I would do different. I would you know be different. Be left-handed at work. Can you can you do that? <laughs> Especially if it other, involves a lot of handwriting. <laughs> can you be other-handed or like I don't know anything that involves like a lot of dexterity? Just be a different like a person. Batter. Wouldn't you love to say, "Well, I'm Link at home, but I'm." Charles at work. I mean, wouldn't you love to be able to do that? I think this is an opportunity for somebody. It would be, it It opens up a world of possibility. It's kind of like when you go to a new school and you're like, uh, yeah. I can be somebody new. When you move, a lot of kids do that when Or it's move. like when Peter Dinklage, he used to be called Chip, your neighbor. Uh-huh. And he was called Chip for, and then one day he shows up at school and he's like, call me Peter. And we all did. We we all did. It took a while for me. Yeah, because you had grown up calling him Chip, and then you had to call. So, okay. So you know what, Hannah, you need to stop. You need to see this as a blessing. You need to see this as an opportunity. I love that. 
Yeah, and one of your friends, it's confusing because one of your friends is known as you. And I, and I was talking to Olivia just then, Yeah. by the way. Right, that's the confusing part. Now we've got two questions that uh, I think can be addressed together, although having read them, I do believe that, there, I, at least in my opinion, there's a different tack for each one of these. But, you wanna read them both though? Uh, sure, James. Yeah, he thought I was gonna say something else after his, but James, that just is his name, says, <laughs> my office mate often comes back from lunch and has eaten so aggressively that she has to use a flosser to dislodge the whole chicken she has just eaten. A flosser? Yeah. Is that a, is that a, is that a job description? I, I like somebody comes a, in? A utensil, unless okay. this is a place where they have a flosser. It makes me wanna clean staff. my teeth right now, I'm like, Searching. Then spends 20 minutes sucking said bird carcass parts out of her teeth. What do I do? And let's couple this with a question from Melissa. OMG, I have a coworker across from me who eats unshelled sunflower seeds all day. Crunch, snap, spit, crunch, snap, spit, all day. What are they spitting if they're already unshelled? I think, uh, well, my unshelled, like they haven't been, had the shell removed yet. Oh, oh, I think oh. that's the, use of that term in, oh. this, in this context. Oh. All day, then add tap, tap, tap of the paper cup he spits the seeds into. So we've got two annoying office mates. We've got a coworker who sits across and an office mate. Well, the first person, James, who has to endure the, um, the sucking of the bird carcass for 20 minutes, at least you don't have to endure the tap, tap, tapping that Melissa has to endure all, all day. day. So, James, we're just trying to put your yours in perspective. Um, and, and, and it, you, I, you, you can leave for that window of time. You have pinpointed the problem. That was exactly what I was thinking. Oh yeah. I, I, I was thinking that for the flosser, you take a walk. This is your break time. When 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 uh, she avoidance, com she comes back and she breaks out the floss. That is your cue for a short break. Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. A twenty minute. Uh, walk around the building, take an important phone call. This is an opportunity. Now, Melissa, on like, the other hand. I like you're turning these into opportunities. Melissa, on the other hand, this is an incessant crunch, snap, spit, crunch, snap, spit all yeah. day. And my advice here, and I don't know if it's possible, I don't know if I would be capable of this, but I believe you have to learn to love it. No. Yep. I disagree. I, but it, I disagree. But I think it can be done. I think you can learn to love something. How? I think the power of your mind. There are there are people who have done deep meditative practices and they have taken even pains that their body is experiencing and they found a way to focus in on them and actually to begin to begin to gain pleasure from them. And I don't think I could do it, but I read a book where somebody did it and I'm thinking that maybe Melissa can take a chance and see if she can learn to love snaps what? Spit, crunch, snap, spit, crunch, snap, spit, whatever it is. Take a chance on loving. But what do you think? S spit, snap. You don't think spit. it can be learned to be loved? I don't know, you kind of guilted me into agreeing <laughs> with you because it seemed so metaphysically higher plane. You gonna tell the guy don't eat the thing you love? I, I think, Again, in the spirit of believing the best about someone, you gotta make sure that you don't build up so much animosity that it, it explodes in other ways mm. at work. Like, you, you don't wanna be a pressure cooker um, towards, towards your office mate who, again, believing the best in this instance would be, you know, he doesn't know it. He doesn't know that he's tapping, he doesn't know that, that, that this is audible to anybody else, or she. I don't know if they mentioned that. Uh, no, it's a man. He spits the seeds into. But then, I don't know, I do think this is delicately and almost apologetically approach and say, I know how much you love sunflower seeds. Trust me. But. Oh, this is the opening salvo? I just wanted to say, it, it, the, it's, it penetrates my ear hole so hard. Uh, don't, don't use those words. Maybe, maybe, maybe rephrase. Don't I, don't, say, I wouldn't uh, say penetrate or hold. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you can think about it ahead of time. I agree with you, Rhett. Let's move on. Dang it. I don't know. Kate. I, 
I, I want we're, 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 we're trying to find trying ways to not to a, be so confrontational, right? Is well, that, is that even ultimately? while being confrontational, there's got you know, I think that's something you would have to talk about. An office mate, that implies, I, I picture two people in one office. So this is like an arranged marriage. Like I had an office mate and I just, I had to become friends with him. I you learned to love him. I learned to love him, but also learned to, to be honest about the things that weren't yeah. working because you know what, it goes both ways. That's and you're true. opening a door and you could that could be part of it. Opening salvo is I know how much you love sunflower seeds, trust me. But it's, it, it's, it, it makes it difficult for me to concentrate, and yeah. do my job, et cetera, et cetera. I, and honesty then it, could work. And then by the end you're saying, and I'm sure there's things that I do that might make it difficult for you to do your job and I wanna open the door for you to tell me those yeah. things, it's well, a safe place. What if you started with that? What if you said, "Hey, Daryl, whatever his name is, is there anything about me that annoys you?" Like, what if, what if, you, what if you started with that question? And, okay, let's go with that. Okay. And then, then Daryl's like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> you're great." <laughs> and then what? And then I think he would naturally like, well, say, "Well, is there anything about me?" Well, no, but, I'm no, glad but, you no, asked. No, but let's say, I yeah, but let's say that yeah. doesn't happen. Let's so let's go through it. Then you start, learn to no, love it. Start over. Hey, Daryl, uh, something I've been meaning to ask you. You know we're office mates, um, yeah, and uh, we share this space. And, yeah, you know, sometimes when people share a space with each other, there's little quirks and stuff that can get on each other's nerves. And I'm trying to be more conscious of that. So, serious question: Is there anything about me that annoys you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. No. That's the end of the conversation. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Well, yeah, see? I'm, I'm gonna learn to love the Why? fact that you annoy me with your sunflower seed <laughs> spitting. Yeah, I mean, it's like you gotta. It's an internal conversation. You, can't, you wouldn't say that out loud. You can't trap somebody, but then you can. I you, think there's a good way to do that. I think, uh, you know, you'll figure it out, Melissa. Kate, <laughs> sorry, we couldn't help be more helpful. Kate asks, how do you deal with a ravenous coworker who snoops around after everyone has left and steals everyone's snacks and candy from all of the cubicles. Hashtag ear biscuits. Serious. Now, um, if you're if you're not familiar with cubicle culture, as I am, this may, may come as a surprise to you that many cube dwellers have a little a little stash of candy or treats that they put in a bowl, like a dish, like a, that you would normally see on like a a great grandparent's coffee table. Yeah. So that it is, it's a really smart thing because when someone comes to your cube to to have like a work conversation, they get a little reward. It's Pav, Pavlovian. Pavlovian. Um, it's like, oh, whenever I go see Daryl, you know, I get a few sunflower seeds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the best treat you know, though. You want something individually wrapped. One of those strawberries that has the gushy strawberry center. And That's only wrapped great, and yeah, looks like a strawberry. strawberry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I gotta unwrap you, this You thing. would never buy that but no. somehow someone has it. Yeah, Tina, it. Tina has had them. They're from 1984. Have you ever seen one of those? Have you ever seen in a store? No. For purchase? No. I don't believe they're available for purchase. They're just, I and and you, I've eaten them. I mean, whenever I'm presented with them. one, I will eat it. Anytime I anything, anytime a candy is wrapped like of the fruit that it represents, I eat it. I've never said no to that. Can't think of another example, but I agree with you. Yeah. Um, and so. That's a good idea. Just that's just unsolicited advice for cubicle dwellers. Treats but th- but have then treats. Somebody's going around and stealing them. Mm. And f- first of all, this would just be something cool to catch on camera. Yeah, this is definitely a hidden camera situation. But then, if you're going to set up the hidden camera to catch them, you might as well go one step further and plant a little naughty naughty. Oh, you're saying poison them? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not what I was thinking, but yeah, that is what it sounded like. I meant like a spicy can, a spicy strawberry candy okay, wrapped. So don't poison them. <laughs> Do not again. Not. All of our advice is to be taken with a grain of salt. And Next I time this falls, I, it's going to hit me. And I was just asking the question. I wasn't suggesting that you uh, should poison them. I was a saying a hot treat. A hot treat. Take the strawberry. Unwrap it. Nasty. Put. I was saying, put something. Inject something nasty. A into turd. <laughs> Is that going too far? <laughs> or spicy? You could die eating a turd. But but then they're gonna leave. But then at least you'll know. 
you kind of want to, if when you play a prank on somebody, you want to be able to see them eat it. I don't think that she, when she's stealing it, she's eating it right there you like, gotta a, put like cameras, a squirrel. You got to put cameras in everybody's cubicle. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no, oh, no, this is all worth it. Hey, no. After night one, when they steal the good candy, you know who it is. Night two, you put the, put the How camera. How about putting a tracker on the candy? She swallow the tracker? You know yeah. wherever she's going yeah. at all times? Then what happens is you follow the tracker on your computer to a certain address and then you look up that address and you tie it to the coworker and you know who it is. I'm second guessing that the whole hidden far. camera thing in general because I think you might get fired for that. There's like a privacy breach in that. But I, Well, I think seriously. Maybe, I th maybe like a hunt, one of those Hunter motion operated cameras that just takes a photo of mm, the candy. Like a cougar? Yeah, just set that up so you get the cougar. That's th that that might not get this you. This is fired. all taking this is taking too many resources and too much time to set up trackers and That's put what people in cubicles in live for, man. Oh, uh, you're right. You you can you know, I'm sitting in my cubicle back at IBM days and I'm just looking for something to 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 live and breathe for. Well, I think you can start a movement though. If this is something, I mean, I want to catch it, it maybe a feels snare. Like the context here is that this person is stealing everyone's snacks and candy. So if Kate knows that this person is stealing everyone's snacks and candy, that means that there has been talking amongst multiple people. You've got the the the, the well, beginnings it, of a movement here. Well, first of all, it, at a, this uprising. If it's everybody's candy, then it's easy to find out who did it. It's the one cubicle that still has candy. Mm, so they're probably stealing. They probably don't have these people eating their own candy. They don't have their own candy. They wouldn't be stealing. I think that you. This might be a a, a mass email, like a like a company email situation. This may graduate to that because it's technically theft. You know, to whom it may concern, who is stealing all of our candy? Who is this? It this seems passive aggressive. If it's come from yes, it's come from the boss or an employee. Mm. Employee is passive aggressive. Bought and and overreaching. I think, I think it comes from a movement. I think it, it says from. Oh, so like a list, sir. It's, 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 it's a petition. Everyone signs it. We are a part of the candy union. It's it, we, the candy union, all believe and agree that it is wrong and morally apprehensible to sneak around. Apprehensible? And, and steal. Yeah, it makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> steal my candies. Steal all our candies. So something I think what, what kind of world are we in living in somewhere. that you got to lock up your candy every night? Right uh, now, here's a question from someone. I am going to say his last name because I love the way his last name sounds, and we we've already said we've it. said it before. Nat Pua 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 <laughs> asked another question, and Nat, we're not always going to answer your questions just because your last name is Pua, but you had a good one. I know you've discussed it in the book of mythicality, which I own and love. Hot tip: if you if you want a question read on ear biscuits, include a plug for our merch yeah. within the question. Pua knows all, but how do you know when it's time to leave the nine to five job to pursue that something else that you're also passionate about? This is a good question. And uh, one I think a lot of people are probably wondering about. I know many of you right now are listening to this while in the midst of doing something that you'd rather not be doing. It doesn't connect with the deepest, most inner you. It may not utilize your highest and most refined skills, and it may not reflect your where you want to go in life. But first, let us say that we are here for you. Mm. We're glad to be a part of taking the edge off a sharp environment that you find yourself in and you may not be able uh, to make a, a responsible decision to, to, to get out of at this point. That was, that was like my. That was my. Comforting voice? Like comforting kind of pick you up. And it's not gonna change overnight, but maybe the advice we're about to give can help you in the long run. Um, I have some thoughts. You wanna, go, you, I mean, you wanna go first or? Uh, I mean, look, I, I, well, I'll just I'll just skip to it. I think anything, as you start to pinpoint where your passions lie, find ways to invest some time and energy and resources, that may be money, into uh, developing that skill, develop or gaining experience there, or just starting to channel your passion into something outside of work hours. That I mean, so it's going to require some sacrifice. I think you got you. 
it may not be, it most likely will not be responsible for you just to quit mm-hmm. your nine to five and then try to start something up. You you know, we were very practical and we can get into that, but I think that's that's where my advice is gonna land and we can go into some of our experience if you want to. Well, I was gonna, I mean, I was gonna basically say the same thing. That, that you, you find a way. You, you don't quit when you, you don't jump ship when you don't have another ship to jump into. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've got to build a framework that uh, there is a practical. Maybe build a rowboat. Let's go with the analogy. And a responsible, yeah, a rowboat or a lifeboat of some kind so that there, so that you, and especially, and obviously it depends on what circumstance of life you're in. If you're uh, married with children, if you're the breadwinner of the home or whatever, you, you, which was the case with us, mm-hmm. you have a, uh, a special responsibility to your family and so you can't just jump ship and be like, I'm going to find myself and find what I'm passionate about. In the meanwhile, you're all going to starve. You don't wanna do anything like that. If you're single and you can support yourself and you don't have a lot of expenses, you could possibly quit. But I think that having something that you've actually invested your time into and there's some sort of practical path towards a career. So speaking from our own experience, before we were doing what we do now, we would get together once a week uh, at night to do comedy, <laughs> and sometimes that was writing a song, and so we, mm-hmm. but we were constantly working on what we just what we were passionate about. We had no idea that it would ever be a career. We had no idea that we would ever uh, that things would get to this point. We had, there was no career path, but there was just this very very small seed of an idea that we just put ourselves into. We scheduled this regularly, this regular thing mm-hmm. once a week and that became the seed that grew into what this has become just because we just said, all right, we don't wanna stop doing this steady job but we want to try something else, at least a little bit. I think you gotta at least have that. Yeah, I mean, anything, if, if your passions aren't being, employed by your employer, then you gotta, I mean, you should, you, if you're passionate enough about it, you're gonna be willing to sacrifice some of your, some of your extra time to invest in that on the side. And if, if you're also good at it and opportunity aligns, then I think you'll be ready to jump at something, you know, when, when the, uh, when there's more of an opportunity or when that rowboat gets built and it's got some oars and you can, you have a destination you can start paddling towards. You complete the analogy. Paige asks, I work in retail and am always bored. Any tips to pass the time? Um, now Paige isn't saying that she wants to jump ship and get out of retail. Maybe maybe there, there's upward mobility in retail and maybe it's just where she's at for the time being that it gets boring at times. I've walked into retail situations and I, boy, I don't even, I'm not, I'm just there as a customer and it drains me. I like, I leave as, as floppy as a Ziploc bag full of water. You know how sometimes you'll have water. a- Water. a Ziploc bag full of ice. Ice and it melts. And it melts and it's floppy. like, man, it's nothing more flaccid than a oh. Ziploc bag full of Gosh, water. Did you have to use that word. That's uh, how I leave clothing stores. Like yeah. if I never went in another one in my life, it's like from the moment I could be as I could be the most vital human. And it's just like it's just it just sucks the turgidness right out of me. Oh gosh. It's just so draining. I can't imagine working there. Well, you haven't helped Paige. I just was I mean just, sorry. I'm sorry you, Paige. You really really got you've laid the groundwork for a great answer here. Um yeah, I, I'm just feeling her pain. Sometimes that's all you need, someone to give you a just, verbal yeah, hug. Just to be sympathetic. First of all, neither of us have any retail experience. We, This is not a job that we ever did. I don't think that either of us would have been good at it. Um, but I think you've got to get somewhat creative. I don't know what kind of retail you're in. Because you'll never, yeah, because you have to stay engaged and do good at the job so that you can move beyond it. But if you if if this festers, then you're gonna get fired and it's not gonna lead to any other opportunities. So I see where you're going with this, something that's like. Well, and something related to the job. because Keeps you, you going. Because what I don't think you can do, which I think a lot of people do, 
is if you get disengaged with your job and you replace it with engagement in something that is tertiary, that isn't related to your job, mm-hmm. you're you're on your way out. So in other words, yeah. if you do what I did in the waning years of my engineering career <laughs> and you just go online and learn about ultralight airplanes and crow hunting and et cetera, <laughs> you're not long for this engineering world. Mm-mm. And so that means don't just consume yourself with social media or uh, just gossiping about other coworkers or just wasting time, wasting the company's time. Making, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're doing that, Paige. I'm just saying that that can be a temptation in an environment like that. Making paper airplanes with the printer paper? Yeah. I think you gotta Perfecting do things. Perfecting your design and throwing them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think we're talking things like, let's just say you work in a clothing store. Re- le- retail? Retail clothing. Oh, I thought retail was clothing. Uh, yeah, it could be like, you know, it could be convenience like store, pottery barn too. That would be retail, wouldn't it? Sure, but probably clothing. That drains me too. So okay, yeah. anything that drains me, I think I could, that's what I, call I could, retail. The only non-clothing retail I could think of was pottery barn. <laughs> like I dug so deep, and that's what happened. Pottery barn. <laughs> I haven't been in a pottery barn in a long time. Sure, it's great. Now. <laughs> The like folding folding t-shirts. I'm thinking about this because I was recently in a retail store and I saw a girl using the t-shirt folder. Uh, it's like a flat plastic mm-hmm. thing. And now she was using the t-shirt folder. I was like, that's neat. And yeah, it'd be neat for a little bit. But if she was like, I'm gonna do a new way to fold the t-shirt. I'm going to perfect the one-handed thing and then you start doing it and you get really good at the one-handed t-shirt folding and next thing you know you've got a crowd. Ooh, it's like busking. Next thing you know you got people showing up, watch the one arm, well, (laughs) she's got two arms. arms. Watch the two arm girl fold the t-shirts with one arm. And next thing you know, you got a line of people who they're coming. They're, they're I waited in this line. I finally get up here, and she's got two arms. <laughs> I've heard wrong. And she's folding. And then you get what you can do two. You look. She's folding two t-shirts. X S X S extra small on this hand and extra large on this hand. And I don't know how she does it. And next thing you know, people are buying, buying t-shirts shirts. left and right. You're working your way up to manager. The shirt says. This shirt was folded by the one arm t-shirt folder. And then one day. No, nope. one and day. And then it was, and then smaller. It says, and unfolded by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then one day, you're sitting in the in the top of the skyscraper with your glass office looking out over the New York City skyline because you are the CEO of this place. <laughs> and, you, <laughs> and you- The what? CEO, and you have. A little yeah, plaque over it's out there. Of tune. The and, wolf is back. And people, Ooh. and they reminisce. The people reminisce and they're like, you see her? You see her? She's on the top of this company. She's at the top of the world. You know how she started? Let me tell you a little story about folding t-shirts with one hand. That's how legends get started. Paige? I would recommend just hiding in the middle of the, the clothing rack Jumping out and scaring <laughs> that's people. That's a shortcut. That could also work. You could work your way up to the top doing that. Nat Pua. Let's just say his name in between any other. Every once in a while, yeah. Lucy, I work at an elementary school. How do I get my fifth graders to think I'm cool? Mm, this is easy, Lucy. Fridays are GMM day. Cody asks, what do when a crappy coworker gets more recognition than you, the one who really deserves it? Oh, Cody. Cody's got strong opinions about himself. He left out the word you too. What what do you what? What do what do I do? What to do. What to do when a crappy coworker gets more recognition than you, the one who really deserves it? Cody, I would challenge you here if if you believe that you are less crappy of a worker than the more recognized coworker. I don't know your situation. You could be right, but I would challenge you to just try to put an objective lens on 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 the situation and and look inward. Maybe maybe there is something that's crappier about your work than you know about. Ooh. Um 
Or maybe there's an aspect, maybe there's a there's another criteria that you are not using to judge your work or your crappy coworkers' work that someone else, like your boss, is seeing. That could that could may very well be a lot. I think a lot of us have a tendency to get bitter um, with other people being recognized or um, being compared to people, or just not not seeing in someone else what someone else does. And it's because you have a limited criteria of what success is. And for example, um, someone, and I think this could this could be me in many instances, looks at on paper like results, efficiency, results, quality, measurable things, and and can compare myself to someone else and say the numbers don't lie. Uh, I. I am outperforming this person, but there's a, there could very well be, it could very well be that that, that other person is more likable. Uh-oh, the intangibles. Um, I'm, I'm just giving an example. I think it's never underestimate the power of being likable. You could say it's being nice or that it's being, you know, when you work with people, be somebody worth working with, um, and uh, you know I, I think you could that easily that 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 could slip into being like some sort of political. Um, I'm going to I'm going to make I'm going to make somebody believe I'm going to butt kiss or I'm going to make somebody believe I'm great or I think they're great and start playing games. I'm not suggesting that, mm. but I'm just saying. As one example, and it could be anything that you're, it could be different things that, you, that you're missing. As one of them, never underestimate being a coworker worth working for or working with, or uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, I yes, I do, and I would say that as a boss, as bosses, um, I would say that in the instances in you know the past years of being a boss, Mm-hmm. When we evaluated someone's performance, um, there's you've got you've sort of got two things, right? You've got your performance, and then you've got those those intangible things, uh, mm-hmm. like you're calling it likability. And I, I think it would. Well, be, I again, I'm just giving that as one example. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, there's some other things, but in, in like that are not that are not as measurable. And likability is a it doesn't mean it's like oh he he's cool or whatever. It also means like. Plays well with others, works well, has a positive attitude. Yeah, uh, there's lots of things that contribute to it, and I would definitely say that our uh, evaluation of people's performance has often been influenced by. Well, you know, so and so is struggling in this role, but man, he's got a great attitude. He really brings a great. Uh, he, his attitude sort of lights up the room. He's great to work with. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm talking about Link. <laughs> so he's really <laughs> suffering and is struggling in his role here <laughs> as co-host. But uh, he's a real likable guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we keep him around. But when you've got the, but nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten, if someone is struggling in their performance and they also happen to be difficult to work with, or it's just something else that just makes them not likable, that is something that do they do have control over. Then it makes it very difficult for us to have a positive evaluation of them. Well, and but to get back to what Cody's saying, because that may not be the case with you, Cody. Um, I do think to echo the last thing you were saying, we're encouraging you to focus on the things that you can control, and you can't control how another coworker is perceived. If you try, that could be very dangerous. Could be sabotage. Yeah, you don't want to get into that game. Um, so. Focus on yourself and how, and you know what? Maybe you wanna ask for feedback from your superior without drawing a direct comparison to anyone else when you go to that person. Just asking for, excuse me, asking for honest feedback. Yeah, and I wouldn't mention anybody else's name. No. Uh, Catherine asks, what do you do when a coworker thinks they're hilarious, but they aren't? It seems so bad not to laugh at all, but their humor is that bad. Oh, this is tough. Um, yeah, when somebody thinks they're funny and it's like, you know, 
maybe you you like them as a person. They're honestly trying. They're uh, man. There was a guy Uh-oh. back in the IBM days. Uh-oh. Uh We called him Baron, <laughs> the Baron. Was that his name? It was his last name. Oh, he would come around, and he always was yucking it up with the jokes, and they were always like painfully, they were just cringy. Really? And it was the type of thing that like, he would put you on the spot. I wish, I mean it was so many years ago, I don't have an example, but it was, he kinda had this Michael Scott from The Office, that was his name, right? Yeah. Kind of vibe that's like, he, you know, he's zero self-awareness. And it's not like he'd be telling a joke to a group, he'd be telling a joke to you and he's looking right at you and it's like, now it's time for you to laugh and you're like, ha, yeah, courtesy laugh. Mm. And it, that's, that just, that stokes the fire. Ah, oh, the courtesy but, laugh. But it, you, it's, it's cold hearted to just stare right into his soul and just like be flat faced. But you know, you're pretty good at that. Uh, Cause a lot of people might think that I would be the one that would do the stone face and you would do the courtesy lap, but you know just as well yeah, as I, I do. Yeah, I can be cold. That you're, you can be, you're, I've seen this in my 30 plus years of friendship with you. Yeah. That you have a tendency when somebody does that, and maybe you didn't do it at IBM, but many times me and you have been talking to someone and they said something that's not funny. And I look at you and I can tell he's not going to respond to this and you're stone faced. <laughs> And I'm like, if I do this, this is gonna get so awkward. So I'm just like, <laughs> and you know why? I do a courtesy laugh. All, I do I, all the. I, I've gotten in such a habit of doing courtesy laugh because I'm a people pleaser. Yeah, but also because I'm always with you, and I, I know not. you're not gonna do it. And you I got to ha- double and up, I, and I have to do it. You got to double up, and that's good on you because I, I'm not proud of. I think the reason why I can be, I'm stone faced, is because um, I'm more concerned about what other people observing this think about me than I am about what he thinks about me. Because if I if I laugh, if I don't laugh, it's like, oh, he might think I'm a jerk. But if I do laugh, everyone else thinks I'm a chump who has no real sense of humor. Dang, Link actually thinks that guy's funny. But you also know I'm gonna laugh. I if think it's just it, us. I think if I wasn't yeah. there, you'd probably laugh. Well, that's I why I keep if, you around. If the courtesy laugh fell back on you, you'd probably do it. Even though your performance is par or subpar, I keep you around. I'm so likable. For that reason, because you're very, you, I, well I need you in that sense. But 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 the the question is how do I get somebody to stop? So I, here's what I think. I think you gotta do the stone face. No, I think there's a, I, this is what I think it is. I think there's a way to graciously say something like this. Um, here's an example, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like barren. And you have a you have a refined sense of humor. You know, it's just kind of like I, that sounded a little sarcastic, but I didn't mean it that way. It's more like trying to find the beauty in the fact that this guy his sense of humor is not funny. You mean to say something as yeah, opposed to laugh? Say something to him. Just kind of like call him out on the fact that like I didn't find that funny, but I really enjoy the fact that. You said it anyway. Yeah, but the, what if that that's pretty leads, mean? If that it? leads to him I'm not doing getting more. anywhere. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to. To this, I'm going to give similar advice. I, I, I guess my, I, I have had experience with this guy that, like, once he knew that I didn't, I didn't, I still really liked him. And my, nothing I just said, it all sound, I sounded like a jerk. But I don't know how. But I did succeed with Baron. He knew that I didn't think he was that funny. Oh, so it worked. But I thought that he was funny because he always tried to be funny. So we were friends. I was like, I love you, man, but I don't get your jokes. Oh, so you actually said that? Yeah, eventually. Well, that's that that, that worked. Because if, typically. If, if, it, if, if it worked for you, this could be what. Um, typically, the type of people that do that, they ha- they're like, there's try. a sweetness to them that they're likable people in general. It's not like um, uh, the boss in office space. Right. That guy deserves no mercy. So if they're like Baron, this guy who's like super sweet guy who just doesn't, he just can't for the life of him make a funny joke, but he can't for the life of him stop trying, you gotta love him for it. Yeah, well I, I, I don't have any advice here because I don't think I could. I would be able to apply my advice because 
Stone faced. I would. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm a courtesy laugher. You're always gonna get a laugh from me, although you could probably tell that it's fake. Uh, Definitely spicy. One ten. No name. That's just it. Spicy one ten. Uh, suggestions on separating home and work when you work at home and don't have the space for physical separation. Now, one of the things that we've always said, um, we've always valued an space. office. Yeah. Um, so even before we even had any idea what this Brett and Link business was gonna be, we had an office. It was a free office. Uh, we used the basement of my father-in-law's, uh, one of my father-in-law's dental offices, or like the admin headquarters for his dental dental practices, and uh, it was just like storage area that was really. If you ever watched the old school Rhett and Link cast or some of the stuff on our channel way back in the day, that was that space in Lillington, and um, we always have valued this. I mean, you know both married with children before we started doing this job, so we really needed to find a way to get out. Now, I realize your question is that if you don't have space for physical separation. You're giving them a verbal hug. You're feeling their pain because yeah. you, you don't feel like you could do it. Because we, That's good. We, we've always just said that, I, I know the way that we work, you know, and I think for different reasons. For me, I'm so easily distracted, and for Link, you, it's not that you're distracted, it's that you are kind of driven crazy by. Frustrated. Fr you're like more frustrated by not being able to get into a quiet space. And for me, if I'm in that space, I'm gonna get drawn into I, other I'm, things. I'm angered by it, you're enticed by it. Right. Uh, but for both of us, in, 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 not being able to get away is a huge problem. Yeah. But let's just, let's try to answer the question in a way that, so I mean, I would say, first of all, if there is any way to have some sort of shared workspace, because there are, very affordable, like shared workspaces now. There's all these like uh, I don't even know the name of it, but basically you can you can get like I've this, heard of you one. know these work share deals where you there's basically a desk somewhere. Um, there there are affordable options for people. Like a coffee shop is very affordable. Well, I don't know what kind of work you're in. If but you gotta if, be yeah, on, if you got to be on the phone, yeah, or I'm kind of assuming that like you got you can't need, go to a coffee you, shop. You need something that's not out in public. So I like would say a, that a library park bench type situation. If you want that separation, the easiest way to create it is to create physical separation and try to find a way to create physical separation if you cannot find it in your home. But let's just assume that you can't do that. You can't afford that. There are no realistic options for separation. What do you do? Closet. Closet. Push all the clothes to one end of your closet. You get in the other end. Close the door. I'm imagining there's kids running around. You might wanna, they never know you're in there. But that's still physical separation. There's no space for physical separation. You're saying find space. You don't think there's space? Find the space? Yeah, find the space. I'm saying, let's just assume there is no space. This is a yurt. Let's say this is a closetless yurt. Okay. Okay. At this point, I think you've got to have some sort of physical indicator on your body that indicates work time. Like a bucket on your head? It could be a helmet. A helmet is not a work hat. I got my work hat on. You know, I got my work glasses on. I got my work shirt on. And it puts it, what it does is it puts you in a frame of mind that I'm working now, and it puts the other individuals who may be in your space with you. They're like, oh, mama's got a bucket on her head. She's working. So it can't be a literal bucket. No, you know that. but it You're could, sort of saying a hat. Helmet, hat, pair, a pair of awesome glasses, a wig. The work wig, we could sell that. <laughs> Mythical.store. <laughs> the wig for the working person. <laughs> and if you just put it on and you know, mama working means business, daddy's, daddy's on a roll, he's got his work wig on. What would it look like? It would be like a, it would be like a sharp, like a really like a, Professional Slick cut. down? It, you could, we no, gotta have I, multiple models for whatever. I think it's big. I think it. Some of them are big. I think it's we sell cur 12 of them. There's curly, cur a lot of curls, and the hair on the sides comes down. And then it like goes. a curtain. It goes down over the ears, yeah, and then it goes, it the it goes a bit forward to serve like blinders on a, a, horse. On a horse. The work wig for the man or woman who wants to work like a horse. 
It right. also has a feed bag. <laughs> right, you don't have to Because you don't have to get up. And probably while we're at it, we'll attach one of those uh, Two drink st- stadium pals that you just, it's like a, the, the, the external catheter and you just pee right into a bag. You don't have to get up. You got a helmet on, you've got the trough to eat, and you've got a, right. you've got a catheter. Somebody sketch this up so that we can patent it. Work wig. The work wig with complete with built in feed bag and pee bag. Sound suppression, sound suppression, <laughs> sound suppression. Uh, blinders, pee bag optional. Pee bag is optional. Uh, Poop the, bag, we don't have one of those. We don't have if one. If you got to take a crap, you got to go to the bathroom. You need a break anyway. We did not help at all on that one. A lot of these, I feel like we're we're helping a lot. You want to you want to end on a good one? You don't think that was a good one? The workwig sounds workwig.net. Let's end on a high note. Bert. A coworker with a nose whistle. <laughs> <laughs> is that an instrument? Or is mine that a condition? Is, mine as well be sitting next to a foghorn. Oh, Fo- foghorn is low. Nose whistle is like if your nose is built in a weird way and you start if you're in a if you're working and you're really deep into work, you almost get into like a meditative state with like those long breaths. It's a higher it's pitch tough thing. To, it's tough to emulate unless you've actually got a, bo- a booger s- that's creating the situation. Yeah, like if it's a booger, it wouldn't happen every day. This must uh, be. No, no, you could, ha- you could. well, it could be a deviated septum. It must be anatomical. Yeah. An anatomically Induced engendered. Foghorn-like nose whistle. Nose whistle. This is a problem. But I bet it only happens when you get into that work state where it's like the slow breathing. You think noise canceling headphones would help? Because no, I, a lot of people have have uh, uh, misconceptions about noise canceling headphones. They think that they cancel they cancel no- everything, but really yeah. they just isolate certain frequencies that are like monotonous in the background, and then they take those out. That's why like it gets rid of like the engine yeah. noise. But if then you, you can hear the person talking yeah. to you on a plane. If you wore like the quiet comforts in 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 this Burt. You would actually hear much more of just nose whistle. Well, I'm sincerely asking the question: Is a nose whistle sustained enough to be recognized as a frequency that can be chopped out? Chopped out. Because the other thing you could do this is a this is really this is not great. This is not a great solution. So first, we're saying, Bert, try try that. Get a pair of three hundred dollar (laughs) headphones, and then take them back if they don't get rid of the nose whistle. But another, this could potentially work. Right. So. You get uh, a laptop computer. You get uh, an uh, an audio editing s- software. I don't know if GarageBand is capable of this, but probably. Okay, it's, it's getting pretty desperate these days. So Roll with me on this. They get pretty pro. And then I don't know what you're doing, but you um, you put headphones into the computer so that, and then you're sending that the the sound. You, you sound like a dumb person. You put headphones into the computer. Into the what co- does that mean? <laughs> you, you you attach your earbuds to the to the the the, the external to jack, the laptop jack of the computer. Okay, to the laptop. And then you set it up so that you're running your all the sounds of the room through the laptop and through the audio software. And then you break out the filter that isolates certain frequencies. And you turn You're talking it, Pro Tools, man. Yeah, well, I think you, you, I haven't worked in GarageBand in a couple of years, so I don't know if it's capable of this. But you, get, you may have to go Pro Tools, or I know Logic can do it. Okay, and yeah. then, so you, you get a copy You're of about Logic. Frequent, frequency isolation, isolation filter, and there may be an iPhone app at this point, or just a phone app at this point that can do this. Now the problem is, so you 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 let the nose whistle start, and you move the isolation, the frequency back and forth until you nail it, and then it's gone. Now Rhett knows this because in all of our years of editing all of our internet videos, I don't know what the how we came up with this delineation, but I was like much more of the editor like cut and style and details, but then when it came to like an audio pass, I would pass it off to you and cuz that was more of a figure out a new thing that then applied to f- fixing certain problems like this, like oh there's a hum in this particular shot. The shot before and after it don't have it, so it's very distracting in the middle of say dialogue, and you could you could use these filters and find it. So you're saying apply that particular thing. Yeah, the downside is you have to listen to everything through a laptop, so that's you know you got to carry this laptop with you because it's live. Rec- it's like you're live recording. Yeah, your, your pro- work environment. It's, it's sound processing. 
that is isolating that frequency. Well, it's what happens in noise canceling headphones dynamically, but it doesn't. You're doing it manually. This could be an awkward setup. Otherwise, uh, here's another potential solution that may be simpler. Punch them every time they start doing it, like, no, that, like when no, your spouse snores. I don't mean like punch them hard, I mean nudge. Nudge, nudge them. That person's not asleep. <laughs> they're like there, just well, breathing. Let's just assume that it is. I say just go up to them and before they know it, you've grabbed their nostrils. Oh, you can't, no, the, no, no physical contact. You gotta be passive about this. How about this? This might be a better idea. I doubt that it's anatomical. I'm guessing that it is a recurrent sinus infection of some kind or this person just has certain shaped boogers and a, it, just, it just works itself out, right? It's, okay. And so it's a recurrent thing, but it's not all the time. So we're talking about a nasal issue. You need to get one of those oil diffusers that you've got at your house. Oh, nice. And you put in some sort of decongestion. They've got oils for everything. We got one at home that says uh, digestion. I'm well, like, don't give really? Them, don't give them the digestion, give them the like, decongestion. I'm gonna smell something and it's gonna help me digest better. But I, I bet you believe there that. There are you know, decongestant I, I like the smell oils. And so you you put and you really pump it. You might have to get four or five of these things. And this person <laughs> may say, "Why do you have so many oil diffusers in our office?" Now it's like I'm just trying to liven the place up. And you keep adding an oil diffuser every single day until the nose whistle goes away. Until but, you get to like twenty, at which point it would be excessive. And then you then you do the other thing I talked about with the laptop. Because if you were to go the direct route, which we often recommend, have the awkward conversation. Well, if it's anatomical, and I do believe that it is. What's the person gonna do? That's like saying, you know, that mole on your chin is really annoying me. Can you have it removed? Well, the mole doesn't make a constant noise. I know, but it still is kind of the same thing. It's like, can you go to see an ENT and get them to ream out your nostrils <laughs> so that I? Maybe the breathe strips, like for snoring. Speaking of snoring, maybe they will work. Maybe I bet, there's it, a way I bet it would work. Every morning you could come but up how and are you, like, you you look so great and you just touch them on the nose and you. That's now you're what, doing the touching. That's when you, no, but I'm doing a gentle touching. I'm congratulating. You gotta touch somewhere else. Touch the shoulder and be like, you look like, a, you know, like this, you look like so a, great. And you, you, that's when you attach it. You touch it just to put a sticker on their nose. And I did not consent to you touching my, my nose bridge. Your fingertips are so sweaty. No, it's not sweaty, it's oil. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like from the diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> you just diffused my my nose bridge. My hands are hot, man. I got it hot smells, hands. Smells. I can't smell it. It doesn't stink. They're not sweaty. They're just. It's gonna help with my digestion. They're hot. Okay, that's ludicrous. Are okay. you telling me that you're gonna? I gave three different options. Just pick one and deal with it. You're, but you could give them nasal strips as a secret Santa. You got to apply them with your hands, though. Secret Santa is a good idea. Any time of year, but then he just thinks he's snoring. Why does he know I snore? <laughs> well, there's a note from Santa. I heard you snore. No, it's not about snoring. You bro. have a nose whistle, bro. Yeah, or you could take, or you could start recording it and then loop it into like a track. <sighs> Create a new beat with it. I don't. I don't know. I think we have helped at least I think one we've person. Done it. We've one, done it. Somebody got helped we've in that. Done it. I'm sure. You know. I mean, some people probably got misguided advice, but again, I. I did the disclaimer at the beginning. The light falling should have been a sign for us not to continue. Yeah, it wasn't. It was fate for us not to give advice tonight. We, we pressed on, we, and now we're going to reap. Through. We're going to reap what we've sown, and here you are with us. And you know what? We'll speak more at you next week. Come on back. Tell your friends. Bring them over if you dare. I'm curious how you would describe your biscuits. Let us know. Let us know. Describe your biscuits in a, in a, in an online short social commentary with hashtag ear biscuits. I I legitimately would like to know how you dis, you would describe this show if you were going to recommend it to someone. Yeah. So uh, please let us know. We'll 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 look into that. We'll be interested in that. Hashtag ear biscuits, and thank you.